91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? And welcome back to Napping Through Happy Hour where we talk about real life, real trauma, in real time. I'm Marie. And I'm Katie. Welcome. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> uh, we have a special guest here today. Um, Marie, I feel like you will give a better introduction, but from what I know of them, they're amazing. They're super kind. They're very funny. And they're a DJ. Everyone, please welcome DJ Nico. DJ Nico. Also my partner. Also your partner. Yeah, what would would you introduce them as? I think you said like that. I mean, the the only thing is I would have been like, dad, 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 DJ Nico. That's what my friends say when they're making fun of me. Wait, why? Because I I think I'm so cool. (laughs) They'll be like, oh, is that... That DJ Nico. That DJ Nico. <laughs> Nico, are you working on any songs or anything right now? Um, I'm not not working on any songs. I'm doing I belong to like a lot of different collectives right now. So it's mostly playlists. Like um all the genres and the collectives are different. So I do like a a goth kinda, you know, indie electro one. So I'm always making playlists for that. And then family affair just constantly making a lot of playlists i would say beat matching them yeah yeah it's like kind of putting a puzzle together i would think of it as like that oh that's really fun i like that idea you like puzzles yeah i freaking love puzzles (laughs) i'm a nerd wait let me ask nico because i know that you said it recently and like because nico's like just said goth and like a family affair is like 90s 2000s music there's a name for the type of dj that plays different genres what was that we just learned it recently oh oh yeah i did just learn it and i've uh, been having a fun time using that word um (laughs) open format dj Open format DJ. Yeah. Wow. I've not heard that one before. Uh, it's that, wild, right? Yeah. No, I it, like it makes sense, but it's interesting. What what does that entail really? So within the DJ community, uh, okay. there's just like there's a lot of like I didn't realize this until I started playing more, is there's just like a lot of different types of DJs. So like there's a group of queer DJs that I would say, like, I would consider them kind of top tier, like, they make their own music, like, they'll play on, like, four decks, you know, very, but they're, they only play that, like, dancey, techno club music, right? Like, you wouldn't um, hire them for, like, a wedding or, like, your birthday party, but they wouldn't. you want your wedding or birthday party to be lit. Totally, totally. Um, but like those musicians are also, they're very, they stick to their craft. Like they don't take requests. Like they're very disciplined, I would say. So like Diplo is definitely not 
Yeah. Yeah. Diplo. Uh, you know, when people, it, those kind of, the Diplo DJs, and there's a lot, and they're really cool. It's a type of DJ where people are like coming to the stage and just like, and yeah, there are a couple of queer DJs who get it popping like that in San Francisco. Yeah, for sure. The biggest, the most popular, like popping thing to be asked to do right now, uh, they just had it in San Francisco, is it's called Boiler Room. Okay. And um, you probably, they have them in LA too, if you ever want to check them out. And they have them, it started in London. And what they do is they throw these huge underground, like DJ parties with all these like really top name DJs in uh-huh. the the city. Um, and then they uh, video record it and put it on the Boiler Room website. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And is that just boilerroom.com? Like what? It, what is that? I think it's just called boilerroom.com. They have an Instagram too. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Marie, how you doing this week? Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, we just got back from LA. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, I told you about our smoking. <laughs> our smoking <laughs> chart. But, um, would, um, would anyone yeah. else like to tell that story? Because I heard <laughs> it. Um, our listeners haven't. And just also a friendly reminder, if you don't want anything, I will cut it out. But <laughs> okay. yeah. would anyone like to tell this story? <laughs> it's a fu- I think it's funnier away from it. That day, we did not find this funny. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's just a real, pretty much, like, uh, we had a rental car. Um, I'm not 24 anymore, so I do understand that, you know, you can't smoke weed in rental cars anymore, right? Like, that's something I, <laughs> it's something I would have done when I was young. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Which kind of okay. made the situation more, like, hurt, like, it kind of hit Aww. me more just because that was kind of, like, behavior I would have done when I was using alcohol. So it was like, oh, it felt like it just, if that was the only kind of like, oh, it just sucks when you, you really honestly didn't do something. But however, when I was, uh, you know, putting things in my pockets and stuff, my, my pipe fell out. And so the rental car driver decided to charge us $250, which (laughs) was more money than I, our entire trip cost. Like, yeah, oh, it just, and gosh. yeah, it's the, the funny thing is it was kind of the slow motion roll of it too. Yeah. At, at first they sent me a message saying they were charging a smoking fee. So I was like, what? yeah, <laughs> fucking right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no way. Like, there's no way. And I was like, I was like, uh, even if like, like someone had smoked next to the car before we got out there, you know, it would have like dissipated by now. I was like, so I don't know what they're trying to do. And because I was like, oh, I bet you, I don't know, the, he had like a cigarette. I think, he, I don't know what he was doing when he got there. And I was like, he probably was just smoking in the car. Now it smells. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm arguing with them. <laughs> uh, she, goes, she goes hard too. Yeah, I do. I'm a Janelle. I'm like, she's Janelle. like a lawyer. Je- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, that's every weird. detail needs to be accounted for. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're gonna tell me why the hell you just charged me. I was like, this is ridiculous. And it's funny that, that so I get on the chat with the guy um, from their customer service. And he was like, Oh, yeah, there's a sm- strong smoke smell in the car. And he's like, uh-huh. and you also left something in the car. And I was like, okay. Like I was like looking around. I was like, I think I have everything important. I was like, what did I leave? Yeah. <laughs> then this motherfucker sends me a picture of a beautifully packed. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> oh no. I was it's like, like at that point, oh, it's like, oh, hands up, yeah. cut. Like, no, well, see, I thought a little that. bit. I was like, I didn't smoke that. <laughs> I did it because I, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, because I was like, it wasn't me. It wasn't on my side. So I was like, I don't know. And, I was and like, it my also DNA was not smoked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really was like, I was, because $250. And I guess it's like, as a regular marijuana smoker, I know that like, it's a smell 
that only lingers if you've been smoking a lot. We're talking about you have right. to put time in. It's a right. smell that dissipates pretty quickly if it's just if you're not smoking. Like if you're not smoking, right. uh-huh. there's nothing for it to kind of like get into. Um, and I don't like what I want to know what dude was like. Oh, I'm telling all these people on. You know, it's just like that. Right. Instead of suck. just being like. Mm okay like yeah it, the pipe like do yeah. what you want with it's it like, yeah like you I, took a, a little... picture of it and said it to your company I know. <laughs> I know i mean i guess like you know those things they they go through reviews like it's probably yeah. so corporatized that like mm-hmm. he may have had to you know and who knows if he just pockets that money like i mean i kind of find that hilarious mm. that if that's the game that guy played is that he gets to pocket 250 and, and go I, home with yeah. pack pipe like yeah. I mean. well i i think like, okay so that was the only thing i was willing i was like if it was a really strong smell and he had to turn over the car quickly mm. i'm gonna give you that grace like but it's right. still kind of like it's i know for sure and they call them surfers like the people you turn it into um the surfers up here are high when they pick up your car. Like, so it's a funny thing that in LA, we get like charger, like that drug user. Like, Oh oh my gosh. It was funny too, because I was like, Oh, of course I was like, charge the black woman for smoking drugs in the car yeah <laughs> jeez oh no i was a little like ridiculous but after a while i was just like whatever but it's funny because i'd already written out before we knew what it was i'd already uh-huh. written them a bad review i was like oh just, no it was like i was done i was like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever but still, yeah, and even yeah. that, I, I talked to him about language. I was like, well, it didn't smell like smoke in the car now, did it? And he's like, okay, well, you know what I mean. And I was like, oh, I was like but yeah, see, that's different. You can't concede to that and then still charge the full 250 yeah. Like, I mean, he's like, it's on. a pungent smell. I was like, he's like also- we have to take the car out of commission. I'm like, you, like... I've like get with the program. Like, no, we all know that's a, like... The weed wasn't sitting in there for days, burning up and like is in right. the carpet. Like I was just like, you do not have to take the, uh, whatever. But um, oh, no. it's funny now. I think it, I, like, it's not that funny to me. Okay. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, it is. I was. Well, this is what I was wondering. I was like, I don't know if it's been enough time for Nico. Oh no, it, <laughs> okay, I, I get the humor. I totally I, the humor in it. I totally get. It's just you know as a. For me though, now I don't I can't pay my rent cuz I have to pay that $250 fee yeah. to the and I I can you know maybe I did like break a rule or something but so this huge corporation they're going to pay their rent but like I don't think they really like I just yeah think I wish these corporations would like realize like the uh the domino effect of this right. like because two hundred and fifty dollars, I think that's a lot of money for someone who lives paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it is. Um, um, but I mean, what you all said does make sense too. Maybe that guy lives paycheck to paycheck, and if he didn't report me, he would have gotten a paid. You know, it's just the w- capitalism, I guess. Yeah. It really is. It yeah. really is. <laughs> like, yeah. So <laughs> understandable and yeah. fair. But it is funny. Like, I totally get the humor of the situation. And I always, in those situations, I always appreciate Marie having a sense of humor about it. Because, like, it was not any way at all her fault in any, like, sort of way. But, like, the accountability did come down on her. So, like, it. she always, and she's always like this, like... Anytime, like, something shitty happens, like, um, she just deals with it and she doesn't make you feel bad about it. I self-shame myself, of course, you know, like, white white people love to do that, right? We do. We really do. It's one of our things. (laughs) But it's like, (laughs) but like, once you realize you can't cry yourself out of a situation, I guess you gotta just buck up. (laughs) Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, what, where, where does the self like hatred come from, or like 
the self-flagellation come from? I, you know, I have no idea. To be honest with you, I, my therapist and I work, we talk about this a lot. We try to like go, I mean, I don't know. You know, I think you got to work backwards to go forward. So, I mean, it must totally. something totally. to do with my childhood. But, you know, I don't know. I guess who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, I'm, I'm do you are you that are any of you that way at all? Uh, self-flagellating absolutely is one of my things. Um, and for silly stuff, too, like I, I get the financial stress of that situation, but like things where I'm just like, I just see like the chain effects that like this led to this and this led to that, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and that I self-flagellate on that shit all the time. Um, but I, I also think it was like, it, it was almost instilled in me when I was younger that like, if someone's, if no one's going to be the parent, you have to parent yourself. Um, and then like, like, if if I'm like getting like too much leeway to do whatever, because no one's really paying attention to me, I need to self-regulate because um, otherwise I'll go nutty. Um, and that's kind of where mine comes from. It just keeps hammering back in. Yeah. But, yeah. I think it's funny because I think I, I definitely self-flagellate, but a lot less than I used to. It's weird, but I, when I do it, I go hard. Like the self-hate mm-hmm. just runs. But I was telling Nico, I said, you know, when we self-flagellate and we're like, oh, I did this wrong thing. Sometimes that energy, because you're spending so much time in you that you're not thinking about the harm you did and that person never, Mm -hmm. so you leave that person dealing by themselves. Yes. Like, and so I was like, when I, sometimes I'm self-flagellating because I caused harm. Well, if I just buck up to it, right, sooner I get to like figure out faster how I can help Uh them repair. Um, I I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, I just- I think it's a hard thing to do. And it's not always the case because, you know, you can feel a lot of shame in a lot of places. I was mm-hmm. like, in just in times when, like I, I was saying, I was like, hey, don't <laughs> I remember being like, you don't need to, like you, you don't need to cry about it. I got to cry yeah. about it. And they're taking my money right now. Uh, like, yeah, I was stealing you know I mean? the thunder. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, but uh, it's ser- in a serious way, though. I think I don't know um, how y'all's, you know, relationship, you and know, Mark's relationship is, but like, um, I do feel like um, as our relationship grows, the key for me doing my part and like moving forward is to kind of realize that I'm not a- upset as I am. I'm just somehow trying to whether it's conscious or not, I'm manipulating the situation with my emotions, if that makes sense. Cause I think Marie is right. Like that, what happened in that instance was I was, you know, she was the one that got charged and we don't get in art. We don't really fight about this kind of stuff, but like, it was like, we can get a fight or anything, but like, yeah, she's completely like it. She, I do that sometimes where it's like someone else needs room to be upset and it's like, I feel mm. so guilty. I like just flip it, you know? And I think it's hindered a lot of progress in other areas of my life too. Oh man. Well, yeah. I, well and I, I think also like kind of with this self-flagellation is, is like a continuation tripping uh-huh. type of thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, so, so recently for me, like last year, <laughs> I, all of my shit that started came from, we went out to go hang out with friends and it was the first time we had been in like open public areas and, or like also like theaters and stuff. Like we went and we saw a friend do a comedy show. We went to dinner. We went out to another friend's show that uh, Mark helped write the show and we did all sorts of things. And then like the next week we got COVID and Uh I self-flagellated about Mm -hmm. that and I was like I like I have ruined my chances at like getting jobs or like going out and like auditioning or things like that um and so I was out for that and then I started to finally get better and then I got a big audition for Mm -hmm. uh, a video game and then finally tested negative went to do the audition blew my knee out and now I'm like so it's almost like I'm self-tripping every time I 
completely focus on me and self-flagellate. I a hundred percent. You know, I also I don't know what y'all think about this, and but like I also find like it's hard to like have a positive outlook on life, you know, like and because I feel like every time I do or I get confident about something, something just comes right back and like. So you're puts always me back on my ass. Yeah, I always the shoe to drop. Yeah, because I mean, I'll take for instance, like, um, what was it? Oh, I th- I was asked to throw a very big New Year's Eve party, um, and I was super pumped. I went, I booked like, yeah. pretty much a very intricate, like, unique lineup. There was a party next door that I thought we were going to get the overflow from. I'm not lying. I, I thought I was going to make around two grand. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it was that weekend. The weather was done, you know, like bad. And I, I lost boring, money. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it's hard. So it's like, how do you maintain that confidence? It was flooding. I yeah. just want to no, keep I, saying yeah. that. It was yeah. flooding. Which is, which is also yeah. like... Those are things that are completely out of your hands. Totally. Like, how were you to know that that was going to happen, you know, and it, it, that was a weird New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Was it raining you in know, L.A.? Uh, yeah, I think it, it rained a bit in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just recently out of my knee surgery after that. So, like, I remember some things a little bit better than others. But, <laughs> yeah, New Year's was definitely it was raining on and off again and it was raining hard so i know like the weather was shitty and like no one was really in the mood and like everybody's getting yeah right now so like yeah that's a scary thing too and totally so i think there was a lot of things that were stacked against you and yeah how could you see that coming Totally. But then on the other hand, it's funny because when I think something's going to be shitty, it ends up being fucking awesome. Like, so, <laughs> and I, and it's interesting, right? Like, not that I thought I, I wasn't expecting our family affair party next, the following week because of the way I wasn't expecting that, you know, to be very big. And it turned out to be our most successful party. Oh. So it's just, I, when do we, when do we let our guard down? I guess is the question. Like, do you let your guard down or do you learn to take, like, take the good, the slips with the, you know, with the rises? I think, yeah. and I think that's funny because I know I'm doing that noom thing and I keep thinking about this and I understand that it's psychological and yeah. like, it, the thing is it, that, that so goes life. Like that is literally uh-huh. life. It is up. And it is down. And my mom used to always say that. And I think I'm just kind of, it's funny how I'm now applying it to like my dieting, my yo-yo dieting or whatever. Like it rains on the good and the bad, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it, you can have it. There's nothing to it. There's no rhyme or reason. Um, I think that it does even out when you like, I do believe that there is like, you could go completely the wrong way, right? Like uh-huh. you can choose to continue to make bad choices and that, you know, maybe there's not as much ebb and flow. You might still get yeah. a couple wins, you know, doing bad things. Mm-hmm. But I think attempting to make and do the right thing um, is what you, all you can do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's then, totally right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting too, because I feel like... I get that anxiety because I've always said that my luck is on a pendulum swing. Like I go from like the luckiest person Uh alive to like the worst luck in the whole world. And then it just swings and I don't know which way it's swinging. And I'm like, that causes me anxiety to think about that constantly. And it kind of reminds me of a story that I heard of Will Ferrell when he would pitch sketches in the SNL cast um, he's like, you know, sometimes you would just hit one out of the park in the room and then on stage it just flops. Or sometimes you would have one that like really, really was bombing in the room um, to the point where they would cut it. And he was like, and at that point we would just lean into him. And it was like, I'd never heard this idea of leaning into the bad situation and just mm-hmm. kind of have fun with it. And that sort of changed a, a, 
I mean, look, the anxiety is always going to be there. Yeah. Uh, but like it changed my way of looking at anxiety where it's like, if I'm going to bomb, why not bomb hard? Which yeah. kind of applied to my knee blowing the hell out um, <laughs> for that audition. But I, it was like, I know I'm going to like do that in my heart in any audition. I'm going to go all out. Um, I just also now know, like, I have to be more careful with my knees. <laughs> it feels like, and it's funny, I, I just read this this morning. It's, it feels like to survive, and it's kind of what you're doing is you're kind of doing the, oh, well, you're the, oh, well, at least I, you uh-huh. know what I mean? And yeah. that was a trick recommended to me today yeah. in my lesson, right? Like. Nice it's the kind of giving into it like oh well i could still go tomorrow or oh well i'll do it next time or like at least i didn't do this or i still have this good thing i like that version of it oh well and i think that's kind of what we did to recover and i kept saying all night to you know during the new year's party wait a second who do i have to prove anything to we have a party that we regularly throw we people show up for we do we can do it like (laughs) yeah it's not something that we've never done um you know the 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 the, it was flooding it's it's funny because in all my years and i've lived in and out of this place since 2006 Mm -hmm. uh 2000 no no 2004 um, I've never seen flooding here, ever. Wow! And like that's, I mean, this is a foot city. This is a foot traffic city, right? Like, yeah, people yeah. walk everywhere, and they rely on public transportation. We're out, <sighs> and they bike. This is that it would not be. And those f- are some yeah, slick streets sense. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody, it's flooding. <laughs> Who the fuck knows what to do with that shit? Like. No, what the fuck? <laughs> no one, and, and it's amazing to me how how diversely landscaped your city is in San Francisco, yeah, and yeah. how that hasn't been an issue before. Like, I I guess in some areas I totally see how it could be an issue. Like, but it's funny where we live. I get why people don't think about it because we're literally on a hill that's like this. Yeah, it just runs like right down. Flood. Our our storage drains, I think, got a little bit of a workout. But even that, um, ninety one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You know, that was just maybe. I just keep imagining the like. Yeah, I would just keep imagining like a Disneyland log ride or something, and it's just like every <laughs> yeah. street is just that shoot that like terrified me as a kid. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're doing too. That's yeah. funny. Right as we pop out for the picture. Um, <laughs> exactly. Splash Mountain, yeah. that's the one. Sorry, I'm not a Disney head, so I don't know it as well. Disney gay. We call them Disney gays. 
Oh, oh yeah, well, you're no, not, that's definitely well, a thing. No, so there's a lot of gays that are really into Disney. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. No, well, there you are. probably know. You live in Southern California. Right? Exactly. And there are people that really make it their personality uh, in oh, Disney. Oh, yes. And- it's like, there's it's a whole segment of, like, social media is oh. just dedicated to content, cre- like, creating content around Disneyland Disney. and yeah. Disney. Um, I have which this- I love oh. a lot of it because I love, you know, how that all makes me feel. But yeah, it's yeah. I <laughs> I have this like old coworker. Like I mean, we only work together like three months, so we don't. You know, we follow each other on Instagram. We don't know each other very well. But her and her husband are uh, Disney uh, aficionados. Is that how you say aficionado? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that is. <laughs> what are uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it when they go to Disneyland because what she does, she loves to eat. So yes. she takes a self or she takes a picture of everything, oh. all the food she gets and rates it out at 10 stars. And I, just, <laughs> I live for it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I that's the kind of shit because it's like, I don't know. When I was a kid, if we had the like random chance to go to Disneyland, uh-huh. like, we packed lunches. Like yeah. there was no way we were buying food at the parks. So seeing those does actually bring me joy because I'm just like, what? do they have <laughs> i never really I, I, there was a lot yeah there was a lot of variety of food yeah. <laughs> uh, was it I, insanely expensive like because like that's mm-hmm. what it w- was always the fear it's it, a lot of it is of course um but i think there are really good things that you can get that like for less than twenty dollars, that might be all you get all day, you know. Right. Well, and <laughs> but, that, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so I guess it's expensive. I guess it's to to. But if you're like, if you go and ball like on somebody else's budget, or like, or <laughs> maybe the like revenue you might get for doing that on your TikTok or something like that, like right, that could be oh, a self fulfilling yeah. business. Well, it's, so it's funny because this is totally going to age me. But they have the, I think a lot of these people are passport holders or um, annual passport or whatever, you know what I mean? Right, with the, like, the Disneyland tickets. pass. Yeah, the annual yeah. pass, yeah. Um, I had one when I was young. I actually had Ooh. for two or three years. Nice. But that's when my mom had to, you know, scrape together the $100, 130 for uh-huh. the upgrade. Like, that's yeah. what it costs. Those things are at least $1,000 now. Like, oh, yeah, minimum. They're crazy expensive um so i, I think remember i i did it around college because i had a friend who uh was going all the time and was like let's just go hang out there and i was like oh, oh okay um and we had our bachelorette there and that like that year was fun but it was like at least then like a 300 hundred dollar ticket and i was in college and i was like this is a lot of fucking money yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> to go and then spend more money you could smoke weed in a rental car for that amount of money. you could <laughs> yeah you could openly do that and like not incur any issue yeah, ball out <laughs> I, but that's the thing it is it's so expensive so I will say this: I went to Disney World before, and it's like the, the the way you save on eating is getting their package deals, right? They have, they have these deals. Thing? Yeah, they have these deals. It's like these all. It's when you get like the all inclusive packages, which I think they they're even more expensive now. Okay, but you know, with the hotel, because Disney World has like the hotels, the the mm-hmm. everything's themed. So you right. stay in a themed hotel. You take the themed bus from the themed airport wing. You know what I mean? Like oh you do gosh. the whole thing wow. and then you can pre-buy meals. And even if you don't, and then if you, and so then you can go and eat anywhere <clears throat> in the park, which is the great thing because you places you probably wouldn't be able to eat. Like, or you wouldn't like really, you know, all of a sudden you can get and try like, more things. Like the club 33 thing or the like, that that i think club 33 can't try club 33 is that um this is such a whole world like i've lived with people who are very much disney people and like knew all the ins and outs of all this stuff and like every Mm. once in a while i hear something and i'm like what the hell is going on like a nightclub 
it's like an exclusive club within Disney. What? It's like a door. You'll see, I think when you pass um, one of the restaurants or something, there's a door that says 3-3, three, 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 which is supposed to be like the Mickey Mouse ears. It was also supposed to, there's some kind of, oh. the three is a big symbol apparently <laughs> in Disney. Um, which just makes me think of Judeo-Christian uh, Illuminati. No, like the, the like the Trinity and all of this uh-huh. stuff, um, uh, and the number three being fairly important and all that. Huh. Um, I don't know. That's just one of those things that I kind of always assumed. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like a whole other place. But then you have like expensive drinks and expensive food. That's like you don't get this food anywhere else in the park, but you get it here or something. Yeah, is what I heard. And I know people are on wait lists for this. Wow, for years people are on wait lists for this. (laughs) And only it's like it's and just to be in the category of people to get on the wait list is you know nobody knows how you do it a lot of well it's like about knowing each other and being like a bit i think Uh big fans like super fans have gotten to do it things like that i know my uh, friend who has worked at disney for years and i think he was like a higher upper he got to eat there um but it's i think it's outside because there's a restaurant inside the pirates of the caribbean which i've eaten at and it was amazing okay Um, and then I think Club 33 is in that area as well, like right around there. And uh, it's huh. upstairs and like inside of one of their little next. You do uh, no, all our next friendship outing, we're going to Club 33, y'all. Oh, yeah, oh really? <laughs> I, I will wish. say that like there are like certain, I feel like celebrities that can get in or like jump the wait list yeah. uh, like tnt like tnt dynamite yes yeah. yes uh, good old tori and thompson um <laughs> shout out yeah shout out but yeah no he uh you know once he well, or you he will we'll I mean, see i don't know we'll, we'll find out conversation if you ever get to eat at club 33 yeah <laughs> I will bring you guys along if I get to a place of any kind of recognizing shit, and that will be maybe never. So <laughs> I think that's going to be one of those things that uh, I will continue to work at and never get. But those types of people absolutely will get into Club Thirty Three with like no waitlist. There we go. <laughs> or like their waitlist is shorter if they. But it's like it's still like an annual fee that you have to pay to get in right like really i see is that the uh-huh. I, see, I always thought so from my understanding it's like knowing somebody oh there might be and then maybe there's levels to it it's like it might be a combination of those things it's basically this, is why this stuff the, feels the, like scientology in a way well that's what i was gonna say why... it's like another thing that we as average folks won't ever understand because we're not <laughs> supposed to understand right right <laughs> like the illuminati of disneyland you know and it, like and that there's like layers to it and like there's so yeah. many like theories behind like all the oh like God, stuff that happens yeah <laughs> it's just it, it there's so much to the mythos that even is disneyland or disney yeah. World or disney whatever i mean it reaches as far as their corporation has reached the entirety of the world so it's uh-huh. You know, it, it, I guess there is, there's got to be some kind of like, do you ever think about like, if for some reason we as a society, please forgive me if this is just going to sound like an existential crisis, but like if we as a society just kind of like blipped out, like we are not here on earth, but everything that we have had or touched or whatever is left, like what another society would think about us? Like we worship screens so clearly, you uh-huh. know? we we had our small screens to look at when we were done with our big screens or while we were watching our big screens or like like what another foreign society would think about like what we've left behind it's funny that you say that because i was just watching a a tiktok of um this student she just came to the united states from japan Uh and i'll have to send it to you guys but she just you know it's so funny she loves america 
Okay. And the reason she loves America are just saying why we're so ridiculous. You know, like she was like, I get to go out in pajamas all the time now. And you can fall asleep at the movie theater because the seat reclines. I've done that. Saying like, Americans just love to relax. Like, it's just like. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> but the funny thing is we love it, but we don't get to. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. the, we don't really get to. Like well, it's that it's that constant fight. It's that pendulum swing of going yeah. back and forth from like going hard and going lazy and like there's just such a like fast gap in between the two. And I think that's why a lot of us have a lot of anxiety is because we're going from like one crazy thing to one cool thing to one crazy thing to one uh-huh. cool thing. Um, you know, and it just feels like at a certain point, like we, we kind of have to do have like a nice middling ground between. The yeah. Two, but <laughs> but you, so yeah, I was, I was just thinking Marie, you've lived abroad for like a little bit, right? Like out of the country. Uh, I mean, for, for travel. Um, you know, I don't. I'll just do this way. I don't think uh, America is the greatest country in the world. I'm not saying it's a bad country. I have to preface that because I think sometimes when people hear you say you don't think it's the greatest country yeah. in the world, you know, all of right. a sudden, yeah, yeah. you don't want that audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just saying. I think there are people who are. I think there are governments that are doing better, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. Uh, but there's also places that are doing a lot worse. Um, but like, I, I think like, and maybe this is not for me to say and who, who am I to say what's better or worse, but like, um, like Cambodia, like yeah. people are happy as fuck there. Yeah. I mean, but live in extreme poverty. Right. There's been, um, you know, the Chinese government has like made all these contracts and things and taken over a lot of the capital and built buildings and brought in their own workers Mm -hmm. and so it's almost like now that all this money is flooded in it's made the gap even worse and um i would love to be as happy as i know cambodians to be and of course you know i'm sure the you know i'm not saying they're just all happy all the time but um there's definitely i found more to be like appreciation for life and it's in the simple things but yeah. you can see that just that gap growing between um who's poor and who's everyone else like yeah. now tourists are coming in because now there's all these fancy uh you know things to do and nicer hotels and you know and you know, it's uh, no regulation on how you build these buildings, and it's sad to see. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I, it's complicated because I'd love to be that happy, <laughs> but um, it's not. I, a place I also, not like to be that poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know. I, and just so we don't let, just like, dude, like this is a thing right now, right? Like, um, yeah. the new conquerors. What's the word? Not conquerors. I'm guessing white men. No, so um, um, a lot of govern like like Nigeria is another one. Chinese mm-hmm. and Nigerian governments. There's okay. a lot like there's like this is a new thing like where. Um they're just sending out their people to, to, to populate the earth. I don't, I don't know if this is out. I don't know if I'm saying this right. So I'm like worried that it's sounding a bit problematic, but like, I don't know if you heard of these like businesses, they're taking work from the local people. Like they bring in uh-huh. their own workers. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Go I mean, ahead, exactly. Yeah. As people think that like people from Mexico are doing to America is what, is happening well, in another country. Yeah, and I, I actually just read an, an article that kind of coincides with this this morning about how a lot of these huge corporations are now starting to buy out like buildings that people can't afford to rent anymore. 
so yes. that now they right, can right, right. offer them to their employees and pay them less because they're like, hey, we're giving you a house. And then that in turn, they don't have to pay fair living wages anymore. So it's just, it's right. very interesting. We saw a TV, remember that TV show? Richard Gere played like a corrupt journalist and he rigged an election to where like a Trump kind of person won. But like, they were like, they were offering, oh, if you work for me, you get a free home and I'll give you a yes. gift certificates, but only to this grocery Ooh. store. And essentially these corporations are building their own town. Yes. They did, and they did what that. What show is this? I'd Mexico. love to watch this. It's great. Um, they well, did that in Mexico. That's. A, I'm I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, colonizing. The word I've been looking for is colonizing. Got it. Um, yes. And knew it had to do with white guys. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and I don't think they're called. It's definitely never going to be. I think we're not going to have the same problems. That nah, nah. The colonizing is not a good thing. I just don't think it's like the, the colonizing is not the real word for it, but it's like that's what like when they when people talk about it, they talk about it like China's colonizing parts of Africa and okay. Cambodia and you know poor developing countries who Got need it. the money. Um, it's just and putting their companies and you know, making their products and doing their things there, moving in. And basically yes. taking over corporate wise, not yes. necessarily war wise. Yeah, and then they, they're only bringing in Chinese workers. That's the thing, right? So <sighs> that population ends up just becoming a Chinese population. Yeah. Well, have you, there's like there was these stories about like how <laughs> I don't know. What, I've heard a, a few of them um, of like. In a in a in a in a like an African country, there being people like locals not let into like restaurants. Oh wow! Because they were black. <laughs> no. Yeah, I have to look at the stories. But you know, Travis, um, the um, the Daily Show, he does yeah. a little Trevor Noah. Um, uh, Trevor Noah. That's right. I said Travis. Trevor Noah, which I've said Trevor Noah is not. Were you thinking of Travis Barker? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I look so um, much like him. He, he does <laughs> okay. this, why China is in Africa. He does a piece on it. China is oh, colonizing okay. Africa. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I I, I've always loved the stuff. Yeah, that he yeah. he does on those things. Those are fantastic. But it's also not just Africa. Like that. I mean, what's happening in Cambodia is also the same thing. Like you know, taking up the resource, like, you know, and granted, this is not like, this is partially to blame because Cambodians corrupt government as well. Like there's a lot of corruption there. So, you know, there are some people who are in like, Hey, write a check, do what you want to do. You know, Oh, I don't okay. know how I got on that subject. How did I get on that subject? It's very interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, we we were more uh, not to bring it back to it, but uh, we were Club more talking 33? about. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> we were talking yeah, about... <laughs> we were. It was Club Thirty Three. <laughs> Being the the poor of Cambodia seem to be happier, even though they are still right. in poverty. Yeah. Which is why it's a weird thing to say that I don't. I, this is why America is not the greatest country in the world, but there are still things that are like definitely better than other countries. There right. we go. Full circle. Full circle. Brought it Full back. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Was well, there anything you guys are looking forward to in the next week or so? Yeah. Uh, She's going to Texas. Okay, that was one of that was that was one of the things I wanted to keep checking yeah. in with you on because I know that's uh, that's one of the trips that you're not excited to see some of your coworkers. Um, I have so much how, anxiety about it. How are you? How I mean, I guess you could ask. How are you parenting yourself and taking care mm-hmm. of you in the stress before this? Honestly, I've been like just kind of thinking of how I mean, I don't I don't think I have been. I I believe in myself and maybe I just need to say that more. I believe that I can behave. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
I can be capable. Like I can win this one. Um, because I, I'm not saying there's going to be any moment. The the funny thing is I've been on five trips, right? This is, this will be my Mm -hmm. fifth trip with them. Only one was bad. So, but it was so bad that it's like affecting your taste of this entire company. (laughs) Yes. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I really want to just like get through it as gracefully as possible. And if it means Mm -hmm. I have to swallow my tongue, I'm just hoping that I am. But I also never want to feel like I want people like. They can't just say whatever. Yeah. 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 No. No. And they can't. And like, that's when, but that's when you start recording. Um, Albeit like, go to your phone and just start audio recording and just say, just want you to know I'm going to be recording this situation real quick, just so I uh-huh. and do it as more of like, say that you have ADHD and do it more as like, I uh, forget details sometimes. So I'm going to just uh, record this, you know, and as, instead of just being like, bitch, I'm going to catch you on tape if you continue this kind of behavior. Um, but <laughs> you know, like, Start recording also for your, like, if you have to expulge this to the company and explain what the hell is going on, like, get out a pen and paper. Like, as soon as things start changing or, like, emotionally anything, start taking notes. Yeah. Physically or on your phone or something like that. Um, Blame it on ADHD. But anytime something shifts you know that you do have control in the situation yeah i think and that, that you're gives not crazy you, yeah. about this yeah <laughs> it gives you more power in this situation yeah. too i think like because it's like if you're gonna i'm gonna document it like like yeah for my it, etiquette and for yours <laughs> yeah and then you don't feel like you maybe even have to say anything because you've written it down you know like of course if someone comes out of pocket yes but um I do think that writing things down helps. My therapist has me write down my triggers. Um, and I think it does help because then you kind of like, but yours isn't even a trigger. Yours is just so people being fucking dicks. Like, yeah, I just, I don't want, I think it's going to be like, this is not the group where I have to worry about them the way they're going to talk to me as much. Uh-huh. I think this is, it's, mm-hmm. I just don't want any weirdness or feel mm-hmm. like I, like, I'm under a microscope. Like, and this girl does not know how to kind of hide her feelings. Like, she can be very, she'll Mm -hmm. be still nice, not nice, but keep a flat affect. But obviously, this is my supervisor I'm going with. But obviously, is just ticking away this shit I'm Uh doing wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, is there any credence to like pretending? That you have a different boss that's not watching you, like how you would act if Justin was now your boss, and just like w- kind of playing a mind game with yourself. Is yeah, yeah, maybe I need to, to. Maybe I need to because I know that I would be fine. Like exactly, that's the thing is that, yeah. and I, I think that kind of goes back to that pendulum swing thing of like when you self-flagellate on this situation, you're just pendulum swinging yourself into another self-flagellation moment. If there's any like thing that can like kick you into that mode of like you know that under the microscope there's nothing for you to hide there's Mm -hmm. nothing there yeah that you don't do and don't excel at like we all know that you are an excellent worker um but anybody that like turns a shady eye almost feels like oh great now they're gonna fuck me over some way somehow and then it's almost like you trip even more and fall into that like oh i guess i knew that would happen but like someone giving off that feeling of like i'm watching your every move you make is 100 percent going to make you trip up totally both both things are not great have you guys what's the one thing you can control in it have y'all ever played like a sport like on a high school team or something yeah um i always and i every time i kind of get a promotion at a job i kind of go into the mode you're talking about katie yeah. And it the 
first memory I have of it is playing high school basketball, like making varsity, but sitting on the bench the entire time. But then when I would finally get to go in, I would be so nervous. I forgot how to play basketball, you know, because you're just so worried about making a mistake that you're not doing you. Um, and I feel like I had a, I have a lot of that, um, too, you know, like, I guess if you can just find a way to stay on track point. Yeah. I think I'm just committing to like being my, like my best self. That's like what I can do. Right. Like, and, you know, praying that I, I, where I need patience that I just have patience. Like, um, you yeah. know, and that it's gonna That's I, all I can do. Cause I, I think I don't ever want to anybody to forget that i'm a good person like you are and and let 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 myself let nico like say this and like say this with impact you are a good person and you are a good worker and that that's undeniable the problem that sometimes comes from this it feels like is that like when we feel like we're being put in that place of being a bad worker, of doing bad things. It's almost like we're like, wait, which part? This part over here, and you touch on it, and then you bungle something, or you you fail, mm-hmm. or you do something wrong, and then you're just like, you're just pigeonholed in that situation. So instead of focusing on that, I think the things that you're focusing on are really good, and are the things that are going to mm-hmm. make you that good worker, and know that you know what you're doing, and that it doesn't give... No one gives a fuck if whoever the fuck is watching you, because you're going to do a good job anyway. And that's the thing to focus on, where it's like, okay, like, you've had this with friends before, I know, where, like, someone paints you in some light that is not true, mm-hmm. and then, like, you think, like, oh, I, I can just move on from this, and it still stings, and it still hurts, and it still should not be done, but you also know what's true. And what's true for you is that you're a good worker, you rock your jobs and you're an, a delightful person. Yeah. So go be that. Yeah. And I, well, you know, one, the one thing I am taking out of Noom is that, like, you know, <laughs> Noom sponsor us because uh, I've really <laughs> seen so many different changes in the way I think about things. I'd say I believe and I commit to like doing better and and being okay. Like I can also I believe that I'm gonna be okay, right? Good. And that'll it, that'll really inform a lot of my behavior. And I'm just speaking it out loud until it becomes true. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I am nervous, and I guess yeah. I get to be totally. You, of course, yeah, you get to be. And I was just shocked, like, when this incident happened. You know, because I work with a lot of POC people. I have a lot of POC women in my friendship groups. And it was, Marie's situation would come up in conversation. And every single woman I spoke with, oh, that happened to me. This happened to me. And they would tell, I, would, I was hearing these stories. And, you know, I think it's, as a white person, it just really made me realize how much I have to advocate for people in the workplace. Yeah. Like it's probably happened to you a bunch of times too, Marie. Like I'm sure this isn't the first time something like this has even happened. I, I think I'm so, it's funny. I've been thinking about that and I'm realizing that when it's happened. I think it's funny how people react to it mm-hmm. when they're confronted with it. Mm-hmm. And when even if if I was misunderstood or something like that, I would shut the fuck up yeah. and just take the hit and be like, my intention was not that it did not reflect that. But I would absolutely take if someone told me I was doing something racist or I was doing something that was some kind of assumption and someone gave me that feedback, I, I would definitely take that to heart. Um Instead of like fighting the opposite, and yeah, like, or tattling, yeah. <laughs> or going and tattling, or like, or like even I don't know. It just like it feels like if something is offensive to someone and they call me out on it, I'm gonna take that to heart. Like, mm-hmm. did I go too far with a joke? Did I, you know, did I say something? Did I do something? Did I assume something? And if someone calls me out on that, like. 
I feel like this is like the hardest thing, at least for white women in general mm-hmm. right now, is to just be like, like, shut up and listen. Yeah. There's something not right here, and I'm not treating someone fairly. And I, I don't know why people don't do that more often, because I think it's hard to face your own bullshit. Well, totally. Like what we talked about in the beginning is like shame will send you on a spiral. Yeah. And I think, but I think, and I, and I, I say this to Nico, but I also, I need to learn it for myself. Anytime you're in a shame spiral, like you're, you're just kind of wasting your time. Cause it's got like, you got to get yeah. past it anyways. Right. Like, it's like, it's, yeah. it doesn't serve. There's no part of this that's going to serve you. It's so mm-hmm. much easier it's actually easier when you figure out how to do it better to just kind of be like, yeah, I stop, up. And stop the water slide down to yeah, like the spiral of hell. Trying like, to climb back up the water. water slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let them off at the right pass and like, we'll get back up to the top and we'll have the fun spiral. Cause that you just went down the wrong tube. Yeah. Just, it's just faster and easier just to kind of be like, yeah, I fucked. And I think it's and I, I I think it's because I I used to love to be like, oh, I did this wrong and now everything is horrible. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Yeah. All my friends are gonna hate me and what if people knew this about me? And it's just like and I still do that, but I just think I was I'm gonna so say you did that, that at our at the yeah. job where we met. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I s I'm but I'm t- when I tell you that I'm a thousand times better than Mm -hmm. I used to be um and that's only because it hurts so much and it's so hard to give that to give shame that much time yeah it's just like it's owning your soul yeah yeah it's just owning it has been faster towards my healing oh well in it oh well (laughs) babe Oh, uh, I have no doubt it's gonna get better. It's totally gonna get better, and we're gonna we're gonna get you that uh, napping through happy hour bump uh, <laughs> at your gigs. So, can you tell everybody like where can they find you? Where can they see your next set? Oh, me? Yeah, DJ Nico. DJ Nico. Nico. Well, um, this Friday, the 27th, I'm actually DJing and putting part of the events committee for this really big art show at Soma Arts. Um, the nonprofit that I work for, which is a K through eight art and social justice program. Um, each class has put together, um, like a series of project-based art and, um, yeah, so it's at Soma Arts. It's a huge art gallery. Marie actually works there a lot for other events. Like they had a really cool fashion show there. And so I'm going to be DJing that. We're trying to raise some funds. Awesome. Yeah. That's Costa. incredible. I, I, I don't believe this episode is going to go out in time. Oh, for that. no. What? I'm oh, so no. sorry. Um, <laughs> um, where else am I? Uh, <laughs> I think Family <laughs> Affair 2 3 is my next. Okay. Yeah. And then. Uh, just y'all follow me on Instagram at that DJ Nico. Yeah, won't be won't be disappointed. D A T D J N I C O. Yeah, that's right. Just for those out there. Yes. <laughs> Always good. And Marie, where can people find yeah. you? What's, what's coming up? What's uh? What can people look out for? Um, I have a few bookings this month, but um. I'll be, I'm flying in on February 3rd as well because I host the party while that DJ Nico um, spins at. And then the next week I will be performing in Oakland um, doing a little disco drag night fun. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. And uh, you can also find her on Instagram at at madmarie13. That's right. That's right. Uh, you can find me at, at El Sassy Pants. Uh, I've got not much coming up other than I took a walk with my elderly neighbor this yes. afternoon around the block and uh, didn't wear the brace, didn't have a crutch. It was a good rebel. time. You raw dogged it. 
I raw dogged it. I was raw dogging life, guys. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so I am getting back uh, into the auditions and things like that and self-tapes. So if you need a tall, goofy actress, hit your girl up. Um, at El Sassy Pants. You can find me under the actor named Katie Hampton. And you guys, I just want to remind you that the universe is utter chaos, so please be kind. Marie, any parting thoughts? Yeah, um, so if you want to make your carpet smell good, um, <laughs> get some baking soda and uh-huh. some lavender essential oil. Ooh. Put it into the baking soda. Spread uh-huh. that all over your carpet and then when you vacuum uh, vacuum it up, it'll smell like lavender in your house. That's incredible. I'm not going to lie. I'm very <laughs> excited to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> or honestly, probably more likely get Mark to do that. <laughs> right I, can, I can see him being into that, actually. Oh, I, right? Like, like yes. a little chemist. Like, <laughs> I mean, smell like Like... <laughs> He loves to clean too. So, and like, you know, with the gimpy leg, it's like, you know, it's one of its. Yeah. Okay. I'm the sloppy. He seems very clean. Like, I'm the odd couple. Yeah. Like, where I'm the messy one, he's the clean one. It's 100% that. (laughs) But, you know, that's just our personalities. Anyway. (laughs) Fantastic. 10, Katie. Thank you. See you guys next time. Bye! 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 